Hi, I'm Evangelist Felicia Wallace. Thank you for tuning in to the A Light for Christ podcast, where our aim is to reach the masses for Christ in this current day of chaos, distractions, and confusion. We have set out on this journey to encourage the weary, revive those of us who have been complacent in our faith, and redirect the lost and misguided. We are ordained pastors of the Light of the World Church of God, organized under the Church of God Ministries, Anderson, Indiana. We hope you will consider supporting our ministry by visiting our website at alightforchrist.com or from the links provided on our podcast episodes. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers and support. God bless you. What do you do when your son or daughter wants to travel to that far off distant land? Well, sometimes you just have to let them take the visit. In this episode, The Lost Son, Pastor Melvin provides biblical insight from the perspective of the faith of the father and the consequences endured by the son as he realizes the grass is not always greener on the other side. So take a moment to take a listen and be blessed. The book of Luke chapter 15 verse 11 through 19 reads as such. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed his pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired Men have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. Title of this word this morning is The Lost Son. And you know, beloved, while preparing this sermon, I was reminded of a hit recording from my youth. It was recorded by The Temptation. The name of the record was Runaway Child Running Wild. You better go back home where you belong. It was about a youth who, upon being put on punishment for breaking house rules, decides to run away from home to be free to do what he wanted to do, only to find himself in a world of trouble. He ended up homeless, hungry, broke, lost, friendless, frightened and crying without a solution to his dilemma. You know, I thought how well that paralleled the story of the lost son, also a youth with the desires of being on his own to do what he wanted to do instead of following the rules of the house. 
He left before he should have. He found himself in a world of trouble, broke, friendless, and hungry. But the difference is where there was no solution for the runaway child, there was a solution for the lost son. That solution is to see the consequences of sin, to make the comparisons between godliness and the world, and to make a commitment for the restoration that is available to us, as it was to him. And you know, and that's the assignment that God gave me in this message, that you know, we have to understand uh, uh, and we have to see what it takes to get back to the Father's house. And this is very universal, and this word will tell you just uh, uh, what it takes to get back home. In this well-known parable that Jesus spoke, we see that there's a man here, a man of God, respect, wisdom, ambition, and wealth, who had two sons. One was stable, obedient, dedicated to the family business, going along with the plan of the household. That was the oldest son. But the other son was restless, discontent, less thoughtful, and more daring and impulsive. That was the younger son. And he was this to the point where he went and asked his father, Father, I want my inheritance right now. I don't want to wait until you die. I want it right now. now you know, the father had options in responding to this. First of all, he could have considered them crazy, first of all. Insane or in an altered mental state. He said, boy, you better go and sleep it off. He could have punished him for even asking for this, for him being a selfish, arrogant, wicked, lazy, ignorant son, and forced him to go into the fields to work with his brother. He could have done that and just kept a tight rein on him. But he decided on the third option. He's going to give him his inheritance. Going to allow him to carry out his plans and wait on the results which would be uh, one of two things. Well, if he would invest his inheritance wisely, increasing its value, thereby proving to his father of being that bright, young, visionary businessman that he wanted to be seen as, well, that would have been a good thing because uh, uh, he would have increased the inheritance. Well, he would have proved himself to be a... Uh, good steward with that money. But then there's the second uh, a possible result. He would go out into the real world, find out it was nothing like he thought it would be, lose everything, drag himself back to his father's house with his tail between his legs, with a new respect for and an ear to listen to his father. And the reason why the father did this, and, and this is a good point here, uh, is this, the harsh discipline of the world that sends one back to where they should be is better than the harsh discipline of an angry parent that may drive them away. This is how God does it, allows suffering to bring us back to him, and we know that God is a better disciplinarian than we could ever be than a parent can ever be. 
That's why we need to follow the ways of God when it comes to disciplining our children. So anyway, the son received his inheritance, which, uh, you know, when we think of uh, the inheritance, you know, the visions of us may come like with a briefcase full of money or something like that. But, you know, if we really want to get the full impact of what's happening here, we have to understand that uh, it was probably more than just money, but it was also perhaps it was also land, livestock, family heirlooms and other valuable property. It's pretty deep here. This is this is something. But anyway, uh, we see in verse 13, you know, it didn't take him long to carry out his plan. He hastily got all that he could take with him, turning all he had into cash and went off to a faraway country, far away from his father, a place where now he could do what he wanted to do, a place where he could be who he wanted to be, a place a place where he can live out his fantasies. A place where he could sin without conviction or interruption. And we see here he let the good times roll. I'm telling you, for him, the feast was on. But, you know, the problem with a feast is that it is always followed by a famine. And that was where this boy was headed because the famine had arrived. And there he was, broke. So, you know, we, we're familiar with the story. So he went and hired himself out and he's going to get a job. He'll get back on his feet. But, you know, uh, sometimes that's a hard thing to do because the only thing that he could find was a job feeding pig. And, you know, I think that was by design, you know, because here was a... Um, uh, assumedly Jewish young man who was sent to feed the pig. They know that he had no business out there feeding the pigs. But, you know, when you are in a faraway country, the meanness and cruelness uh, from those citizens to an outsider uh, will happen. But when you're foolish, people will disrespect you. So they told him, you know, now these pods are for the pigs and you are not allowed to eat any of this because you will be stealing from the boss. And there he was, broke, hungry, and nasty and filth. That was enough to make anyone think. That was enough to make anyone come to their senses. And you say, Pastor, well, be specific. Just what is it? that made that boy come to his senses? First of all, we must understand that the consequences of sin will make us sober. We must understand that the lure of sin will get us drunk on pride, rebellion, delusion, reverie, debauchery, lust, and all other things we should not be involved in. These things will get us drunk. People get drunk out of that. They get so into that that they can't even think straight. That's the enjoyment of sin. But the consequences of sin is like ice cold water splashed in our faces and hot black coffee poured down our throats, leaving us with a hangover of shame, embarrassment, destruction, and regrets. And when that lost son woke up, he had the hangover 
first of all, of hunger. His money was gone and an inheritance entrusted to him to do the right thing with it, to increase it, to sustain himself. Now it was all gone and he was feeling the pain of it. The hatred toward him, no help from those he gave so freely to, those so-called friends, the humiliation in the pig pen, the shame, embarrassment, and self-condemnation upon himself as people scorned, laughed, and ridiculed, and used him for their amusement. That is a bad hangover. And that is the consequences of sin. And, but then after experiencing this, he was able to, to see the wise leadership of his father, his decision, his planning, the way he was. And he was able to compare it to his foolish independence. He realized that he should have stayed under wise leadership, that he was better off staying under wise leadership that his father provided. He was able to compare the clear, good, righteous life choices of the father to his impulsive, rash, ignorant life decisions. You know, when you're in a bad place, you begin to think about these things. And this is why God allowed some people to get into these situations so that they can think. And so with him realizing this, he was able to make the commitment of restoration that was always possible. After all, dad didn't seem too mad when I left anyway. So maybe I can get back there. When I get back there, I'm going to make sure that I honor those in their rightful places of authority. See, when you've been brought down, you can see the need to do this. We have to understand that. We go back for restoration. We have to go in humility, seeing ourselves for who we truly are. We have to understand that we must submit, that we must stop the fight. We must stop resisting. We must stop thinking we have a better way. We must yield to the will of God. And I will conclude this with a story. Story that happened one day on the beach of Southern Florida. A bright sunny day. People were out swimming in the ocean. And there was a man out there who was swimming. He was a big man. Oh, he's about 360 pounds. And he began to have difficulty out there in the ocean. And he began splashing. He began yelling for help as he furiously splashed in the ocean. The people out there who saw what was happening ran to the lifeguard. The lifeguard was a little man about maybe 120 pounds, but uh, the lifeguard was watching this situation himself and uh, they went and told the lifeguard, lifeguard, don't just stand there. Go out there and save that man before he drowns. But the lifeguard said, I will in good time. So a few more minutes went by and the man continued to splash in the water and the people came back to the lifeguard again and they said, what's wrong with you? You should have been out there and, and you should have, have brought that man in already. What is wrong with you? The sharks are going to be out there soon. 
But the lifeguard responded to them saying, I will in good time. And the man continued to splash and they came out there a third time as the man was splashing. And they said, look, you're going to be responsible for the death of that man if you don't go out there and do your job and save him. To which the lifeguard replied again, I will in good time. Finally, the big man out there in the lake went down for the last time. And all was seen was bubbles coming out of the water. It was then when the lifeguard went out and brought the big man in and he dragged him to the shore, laid him on his back, pumped his stomach until the water came out of his mouth. The big man came to and he was immediately furious with the lifeguard. He said to the lifeguard, little man, why did you leave me out there that long when I was out there drowning? You could have saved me much earlier than what you did. To which the lifeguard said, No, I couldn't, big man. You would have drowned me and yourself. You see, big man, the problem was you had too much fight in you in that water. That had to be stopped before I can save you. Beloved, we must understand that in order for God to really move in our lives, we're going to have to stop fighting him with our desires to do what we want to do. And we're going to have to yield and we're going to have to be obedient to the Father. Hi, this is Pastor Melvin. We hope you've been uplifted by the word today. We hope you were blessed. But you know, I want to talk to you about the urgency and the importance of being right with Christ. Romans 10, beginning at verse 8, gives us instruction. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Are you willing to give your heart today? If so, repeat after me. Dear Lord, I admit this day that I am a sinner in need of your forgiveness. Believe that you are the atoning sacrifice for my sins and that you died on the cross to pave the way to eternal life. I ask you come into my heart and make me whole again through the power of your resurrection that I may be born again and enter into the fellowship of the universal body of Christ. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Welcome to the family. And stay planted in the Lord. This is very important. So God bless you.